0: All right, sprinkler nerds, marketing nerds, tech geniuses. Can I call you guys that? Sprinkler nerds, marketing nerds, check tech, check, check tech, tech geniuses. And let's say every other entrepreneur joining me today. Welcome to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. This is episode 120, and I'm so glad to have you today. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. I think first, I want to thank you for helping me grow this podcast. I mean, really, the benefit of growing this podcast is so that I can help, let's say we, can help more people. I don't make any money with this podcast. There's no advertising. There's no hooks. There's no selling. There's no join my course, download my program. The goal of this show is not me. The goal of the show is you. And the more people who listen, the more people who like, the more people who subscribe, and the more people you share this with, Means that more people will discover the show and more, and that means more people we can help. So, thank you. Really, really, really appreciate it. And what I can tell you is that the number of downloads that I have, we have per week right now, are more than 2x what they were a year ago. So, we are starting to see more old school irrigators, landscapers listen to podcasts. So thank you. And it's actually kind of fun because sometimes you guys reach out to me, new listeners, and you say, man, Andy, so great. Thank you for the podcast. I've been listening to all of your episodes for the last two weeks and I can see it in the numbers because on certain days there's a run, a big run, and it's probably just a couple of you diving deep into the archives and maybe, maybe binging. Can we, can we say that? Can you binge on a podcast? So yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for that. Today's episode is about how I use chat GPT. And I'm going to frame that around helping craft a customer service response when you may be short on words, or maybe you know what to say, but you don't know how to say it, or you want it to sound more eloquent, or perhaps you just want to save time. So So that's what it's about. But in order to get there it's going to be blended with two topics together. So the chat GPT is going to come after. And the reason that this kind of came, this the topic for this came to my mind was because I received a response to a YouTube video. I'll put the link down below. You can watch the video. I don't know, it's, it's probably not my best video. But I actually like it because it was truly my authentic self and I'm, I'm just having fun. And it's about a Toro T5 rotor and then it's kind of like what you see when people, it's like me, it's me, I talk about the rotor and then I watch Toro's video on the rotor and then I just kind of poke fun and I comment on Toro's YouTube video of the rotor and it's really just, it was meant to be lighthearted, kind of fun and I really feel like corporate Corporate companies exaggerate their marketing, <laughs> and I—that's f- kind of how I felt. And what I remember feeling like watching the Toro video was that it was an exaggeration. And so I just wanted to poke poke the bear a little bit, have a little fun. And I felt like uh, the the Toro's YouTube video was an exaggeration. It's not that it wasn't true. It was just you know, it's a it's a sprinkler. It squirts water. There's a couple differentiating features, but the way that corporate America uh, speaks to that was just, uh, to me, over-exaggerated. So anyway, I, I put that video out into the world. You know, a year later, there's been a couple comments. It's not been a huge success, probably only a couple thousand views. But then I had uh, earlier this week a comment. I'm going to read it to you later. But I, I felt like I wanted to respond immediately because I felt like the person who made the comment – was not educated and didn't understand the concept of the video and I wanted to respond right away. I literally wanted to respond with something that just said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and I caught myself because I'm trying to catch myself more often. I'm trying to only respond from a from a centered place. And it is hard, you have to catch yourself. And so the first part, of the episode today is focused on that, and we're gonna call it reactance. And as soon as I started thinking about how I wanted to react right away, and I chose not to, that's when I started remembering Jonah Berger's book, The Catalyst, and section one is called Reactance, and the book is called The Catalyst, How to Change Anyone's Mind. It got me thinking that that's what I should do today. I should talk about how I responded to this YouTube video with Chat GPT and how I did not react right away. I waited. I had patience. I thought about it. I tried to sit in the shoes of the person who wrote the comment because it's not that they're wrong. I actually don't think they're wrong. I don't appreciate the tone and how they responded, and I'll read it to you. But I don't I don't think they're wrong. And so what I wanted to do was um, point out this book, reactants, because I want to start. Ta- uh, not reactants. Sorry, the book is called The Catalyst. Section one is called Reactants. Now, if you've read it, I'd say read it again. And if you've already read it twice, read it again until you can memorize the book, which that would never be possible. But there are sometimes when you read a book enough or you listen to a book enough, certain things stand out in the book and then you can remember how to apply it. So keep reading it. I think it's one of those books that belongs in your personal growth toolbook and I'll drop a link to it down below to have it in the show notes and I do I want to give this book some credibility because the more I learn about Jonah Berger the more I find that he is kind of one of those marketing geniuses he's one of those super smart marketing minds and I think this is because he actually studies it scientifically scientifically from human from the human psychology side not from not marketing from conversions, transactions, and that side of things. He actually studies it from human psychology. And it is my belief that if you understand human behavior, you can market to anyone. You can market with anyone. You can sell to anyone. You can make an impact with anyone. And so for me, this book is really an incredible read. And actually, I think it's probably one of the best books that has led to a lot of just my personal success with customer journeys, with sales, with building relationships, and being able to do what I do because of how he teaches customer psychology in the book and how to actually create things that can make an impact and to become a catalyst for people to change. I like that. Become a catalyst for people to change. Isn't that our job as, as if we're trying to raise the bar in the industry and become better people, better sales professionals, better irrigators, better installers, better managers, better entrepreneurs, then we have to become a catalyst for people to change. And technology adoption is all about change. So I'll say that, I guess I'll say that your job is to be a catalyst for that change, be a catalyst for the technology adoption and help people to change. So today I'm only going to touch on the first section of the book. And the first section is called reactants. And that's what reminded me of the book because I wanted to react to this YouTube comment. I immediately wanted to respond with something that probably would have been unprofessional. It probably would have been coming from uh, from a, a negative tone or let's just say a reactance tone and it probably would not have been as clear as I was able to craft later once I sort of just not, calm down is not the right world. Once I gave it time, had a little patience and wasn't responding from place of reaction. Okay. So before I read the YouTube comment to you and talk about how I used chat GPT to help me craft that response, I wanna share just a couple nuggets about Reactance, maybe what it means, and what you will learn from the book in the first section, okay? So the first section is called Reactance, and I have three bullet points that I wrote down in the audio. I, was, I always listen to audiobooks, and then I'll get out my phone, I get out my Evernote, and when something lands, I jot it down. So deeper in my Evernote archives, I had a section on the book, and under Reaction, here are like the three bullets that I wrote down. Bullet number one is that when pushed, people push back, okay? When pushed, people push back. And I felt like I was pushed a little bit by this YouTube comment. And so I felt like I wanted to push back and I had to not do that, okay? When pushed, people push back. Just like a missile defense system protects against incoming projectiles, people have an innate anti-persuasion system. <laughs> that's why we don't like to change because we have an innate anti-persuasion system built into our bodies. It isn't even our minds sometimes thinking. We. That's why we don't like change. Okay? So that's the first step. And then the second point is so rather than telling people what to do or trying to persuade people, catalysts allow for people to encourage themselves and convince themselves to change okay rather than telling people what to do encourage people and allow people the space to convince themselves so that's kind of the second piece of how i ended up responding to this comment was i don't want to tell them that they were wrong because if someone pushes you cannot push back that will not work The only way to stop the reactants is to encourage people to convince themselves, okay? Do this by listening, asking questions, showing empathy. Do not respond. Do not push back when you are pushed. And and we see this all the time in our industry. Contractors push on distributors for a lower price. And immediately, the distributor pushes back. It could be on anything, but they push back. And it's like, just listen. Listen, man. Ask some questions. Show some some empathy. Don't push back. Many times, a homeowner will push on that contractor, whatever it might be. They're not happy with the sprinkler spacing. They don't know how to program the controller, whatever it is. And you don't have to react you don't have to react. Listen, ask questions, show empathy, and it will lead to a better outcome. All right. So, cool. Now let's move on to how I used Chat GPT to craft my response. I'm going to give you some specifics. I actually, copy and pasted my conversation um, with Chat GPT. But I want I want to start by saying that I started using this right when it came out, and only until recently did I start using it. Every day, and I would encourage you, use it every day. This is not This is not about taking someone's job away. This is about using a tool that's here and using a tool that is going to change the way everything is done. And the best comparison that I've heard for this technology is that it is equal. Actually, it's not equal. It will have greater influence than the personal computer. And the analogy was that when the personal computer came out, and those who could afford it were attorneys in big offices and the like, is that they put it over in a corner and they told their secretary to use it. The big attorneys who could afford computers put it in a corner and told their secretaries to use it instead of embracing it themselves. So yes, have your staff use it, if you have staff, But you need to use this technology, too, because it is going to unlock so much, and it's going to be the way that we do things. Maybe not exactly how it is today, but when new technology comes your way, you got to try it out. You have to figure out how to make it work for you. So this is how it worked for me, and I started to learn more, actually, from my son. My son's a freshman in college at Montana State University. He's a computer science uh, major, and Sometimes when he gets stuck on code, and these are my words, not his, he uses ChatGPT to help uh, write his code on his homework assignments. And the way he does that is that he asks, he kind of uh, puts, let's see, he personifies ChatGPT. He tells the, the, the engine who it is. In other words, um i'm going to give you an example let me let me uh, let me I'm, I'm losing my words here so let me give you an example of how i personified chat gpt and how i told it what it was so in the in the chat box where you start you could simply just ask your question write me an article on blank but instead this is what my son in, you know instructed me to do or encouraged me to do showed me how to do i wrote You are a senior customer service representative at Sprinkler Supply Store. Your job is to write technical responses to comments on your company's YouTube videos. I will provide you with the latest YouTube comment with instructions for how to write the response. If you understand your job, please ask me to send you the YouTube comment. OK, isn't that interesting? You tell Ch- Chat GPT who they are, what they do, what their job is, so that it knows it has some context. Then you ask, if you understand your job, please ask me to send you the YouTube comment. OK, I type that in 3.5 seconds later, maybe two seconds later, the chat engine spoke to me. Thank you for providing me with the context of my role. I am ready to assist you with writing technical responses to the YouTube comments. Please go ahead and send me the first comment along with any specific instructions or requirements for the response. Okay, so that was confirmation that the engine understood what I had asked, and now it was asking me to provide it with the comment. So then I typed here is the comment, please. Wait for me to give you instructions. Now I'm going to read you the comment. You've lost your credibility with me, Andy, because you don't understand basic turf knowledge. The longer you let your grass grow, the deeper the roots grow and the healthier the grass is. That's all they're saying, and they're absolutely right. So in both cases where you made the negative comment, they were right and you were wrong. Okay, I'll read that again. And as a reminder, this is the comment that was put on YouTube that I'm sharing with the chat GPT Engine. You've lost your credibility with me, Andy. You don't understand basic turf knowledge. The longer you let your grass grow, the deeper the roots will grow and the healthier the grass is. That's all they're saying, and they're absolutely right. So in both cases where you made the negative comment, they were right and you were wrong. And you can see based on the tone of that comment that this guy's like trying to make a dig. And maybe he isn't, I don't know. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about understanding turf grass health. And although roots could be longer, it doesn't actually mean the turf is healthier. So what I did is I then asked ChatGPT, Um, Or let me step back. After I put that into the um, instructions for ChatGPT, the engine responded back to me. Thank you for providing the comment. Please provide me with the instructions for the response so I can assist you in crafting the appropriate and helpful reply. Then I wrote, please write a technical response that compares and contrasts the benefits of allowing turf grass to grow longer than four inches or above please find a technical document to cite your references, preferably something written by Nick Christians, author of The Fundamentals of Turfgrass Management. Finally, make the claim that the main benefit to longer cutting height is not necessarily plant health as it is one factor in healthier grass. Okay, so at this point, the engine, ChatGP, knows who it is, what its role is, what its job is. I have provided it with the comment that I would like a response to and what how to craft that response, meaning I want it to be technical and I want the engine to actually cite a reference. And I used this book, The Fundamentals of Turfgrass Management, because it was a book that I read in college. It is a very well-known book, and it is just a good technical response. And again, my goal is to provide this YouTube commenter, with more information, I'm not here to say that they are right. Taller turf grass leads to deeper roots, which leads to healthier plant. That that can be the case, yes, but that also isn't always true. <laughs> so I want to make sure that it's known that just because your grass is taller ha- does not mean it is going to be healthier, does not mean that at all, but it could, okay? So gave ChatGPT all the information, and then it proceeded to write me a very beautiful response of which I did add some personal flavor to because I also think it's nice to just make something sound as human as possible. So I want to read you this response. You can go right on to the YouTube video. You can also read the response, and it was tried to try to be, number one, listening, Number two, thankful for their response, even though I'm not thankful for this fucking shitty response that they gave me. Number two, to provide, or three, to provide some useful information to make somebody think about what they think they know <laughs> and to just help the community overall and to provide information, not to say someone is right or wrong, just to simply put some information out there and have a discussion. So now I'm excited to read you the response that is probably the longest response I've ever put on YouTube, but I felt like I don't know. Remember this triggered me a little bit. So I took a breath, took some time, did some research, decided how could I use ChatGPT to provide a very knowledgeable and expert response to this little dig on a YouTube comment. So here it goes. I said, hi at Tim guy. Thank you for sharing your perspective on turf grass maintenance and expressing your concerns regarding my video. I appreciate your feedback and the opportunity to address your concerns and to better educate the YouTube community. The intent of this video was simply a fun poke at exaggerated corporate marketing efforts, which is now very common. As an additional reference, I hold a degree in horticulture and have had the privilege of working with professional sports stadiums across the United States. Through my experience, I have witnessed firsthand the importance of maintaining a precise cutting height as one of the most important factors to turf grass health, i.e. sports turf, commercial turf, residential, native, etc. When it comes to the optimum cutting height for turf grass, there are different factors to consider. While it is true that allowing turf grass to grow longer, 4 inches or above, may offer certain benefits... It's important to understand the overall impact on turf health. Based on a technical document by Nick Christians, an expert in turfgrass management and author of a textbook which I read in college, The Fundamentals of Turfgrass Management, I'd like to shed some light on the topic. According to Christians, reference Christian 2016, the Fundamentals of Turfgrass Management, Fifth Edition. Longer cutting heights do have the advantage in reducing mowing frequency. You can mow less often. This can be beneficial for those who prefer to spend less time on lawn maintenance, which is almost everyone. However, it is crucial to note that the turf height is turf height alone does not directly correlate with healthier turf grass. In fact maintaining a longer cutting height does not significantly contribute to the overall health of the grass as other factors play a more significant role. The industry guideline is not to cut or remove more than one-third of the above-ground tissue in a single mowing. Removing more than this can stop root growth from six to more than two weeks depending on the amount of tissue removed. Additionally, If the mowing height is accidentally lowered to more than this, it can result in scalping. Factors such as proper irrigation, fertilization, pest management, and disease control have a more substantial impact on the long-term health and viability of turf grass. While longer grass may have deeper root growth, it does not necessarily translate to improved health unless accompanied by appropriate cultural practices. I appreciate your engagement and the opportunity to clarify the notion that a taller cutting height leads to healthier turf grass. Should you have any further questions or concerns, please do not to please do not hesitate to reach out. We are here for you and the community. Then I signed Andy. So that's my technical response to a question that I really wanted to just tell the guy to go fuck off. But instead, I took a pause. I took a breath. I remembered section one of the catalyst called reactants. And in order to, it's not that I need to change this person's mind, but if I push, people will push back. So if I told this guy to go fuck off on a YouTube video, what is he going to respond with? more words that tell me how to go to fuck off. And before you know it, there's just an argument happening. So you cannot argue. All you can do, all you can do is let people convince themselves, put some information out there, listen, ask questions, show empathy, but you can't push back when someone pushes on you. So take that for what it's worth. Think about how people may push on you in your own day in your own job maybe your boss pushes on you when someone pushes on you just remember not to push back and you might you might think that's crazy and perhaps there are times perhaps there are times when you need to push back and I think there probably are times when you have to push back But that might be a time that uh, is um, – what's the right word? When you're not there to make a friend anymore and you literally want to tell someone to fuck off and never talk to them again. (laughs) But if you need to maintain a relationship that has anything to do with the person who's pushing, the advice is not to push back. Listen, ask questions, show empathy, and encourage people to convince themselves. So I hope that helps. I would again use ChatGPT as often as you can. If you've never used it, go use it today. It's a it's a blank box, just like Google. You can type into it whatever, whatever you want. And I think that sometimes when you have a lack of words or you want to respond in a way that might be unprofessional, those might be great times to use it. And again, because I had the engine actually cite a professional document it probably saved me a couple hours of perusing through technical resources, finding information, drafting something together. It was a huge time saver. And I think that not only is it a good response to the person who wrote the YouTube comment, but it's also a good response to have out in the world that shows some kind of level of, you know, let's not necessarily say expertise, but just knowledge. I think if somebody else read it, that they might think about that too. And again, It wasn't to prove somebody right or wrong. Yes, you can grow your grass higher. Are there benefits? Absolutely. The best benefit is you don't have to mow as often, and that's a huge benefit, but it doesn't necessarily lead to healthier grass, and the healthiest turf that we've probably all seen is cut at a much lower height, but it's cut like every day, every other day, and it's combined with other horticultural practices. So growing grass taller does not all by itself lead to healthier turf and that's my episode for today, guys. Just like I started out, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for liking and sharing this podcast with other people. It, it truly means a lot. And I love having all of you as listeners, and I love communicating with you as well. So again, my text, my phone is always open. My door is always open. If you want to say hello, send me a text message. I promise to respond back. My cell phone number is area code 208-208. Shoot me a text message, say, Hey, and tell me if you think this episode was helpful or not. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again and have an awesome weekend.